I don't have to be moral by mm. reading a Bible. Like the Stoics say that we naturally want to be um, good to others because, you know, mm. by yourself, you can survive and the community will, will thrive kind of mentality. This is the Empowered Spirituality Podcast, the podcast about inclusive spirituality. Empowered Spirituality is all about connecting and aligning to your own higher self. All religions, spiritual practices and beliefs, sexual orientations, gender identities and expressions are welcomed and celebrated here. I am your host, Samantha Nagel, owner of and coach at Empowered Spirituality, LLC. Every Wednesday, I will share a guided meditation practice, and every Thursday, I will share inspirational teachings or interviews with people with different spiritual practices, beliefs, and opinions. Come every week with an open mind, taking what you like and leaving the rest. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. Hi everyone, thanks for listening to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. I'm Bex Mui, you she and her pronouns, and I'm a queer biracial spiritual organizer. I'm here to tell you about my latest project, House of Our Queer, which you can find on Instagram. House of Our Queer is a QT by POC-centered spiritual play space where I share affirmations for the queer and trans community. Each week, I host an IG Live queer church, which includes a recharging reading, an astrology update, a weekly spiritual consideration, and closes with a tarot card pull to guide us into the week ahead. Throughout the week, I offer affirmations and gentle responses to current events affecting our diverse community and other IG Live chats on everything from decolonizing Christianity to queer artistic sex ed to crystal readings. Check it out on Instagram at House of Our Queer. Thanks. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. This is Samantha Nagel. And today I'm joined by Fidelis Owl, who is a member of the Satanic Temple and a Stoic philosophy practitioner. In this episode, we talked about Satanism through the lens of the Satanic Temple, the importance of compassion and empathy, common misconceptions about Satanism, true religious freedom and inclusivity, and much, much more. Fidelis was so awesome. And actually, I was telling him he's the first man or male identifying person on the podcast. It's been uh, mostly femme people from here uh until this point. So that was very cool to finally meet a man. <laughs> um, but he was so cool. And he taught me so much about the Satanic Temple. And we talked a lot about the misconceptions, which I will tell you right now, um, he's not a devil worshiper. Um, in fact, the Satanic Temple actually focuses on a lot of community service, a lot of empathy, um, and supports awesome movements like the right for women to choose, um, support science. So it was really, really amazing to get to learn more about him and also more about Satanism and also more about Stoic philosophy, which actually, if you listen to the episode with Duda Baldwin, uh, maybe about a month, six weeks ago, um, she talked about Stoic philosophy just for a little bit. So it was really nice to have that, um, expansion of what Stoic philosophy is. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this awesome, awesome episode. I am joined by Fidelis Owl, who is a member of the Satanic Temple and content creator for Instagram and TikTok at Satanic Stoic Philosophy. He is a former military member of the Marines and currently works in the aerospace field. He is an active practitioner of Stoic philosophy and likes to play guitar and archery. Welcome to the Empowered Spirituality Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. And thank you for having me, Samantha. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm so excited too. Um, so what do you want to jump into first? Stoic philosophy or TST? Um, I think let's get the TST out of the way since uh, I'm sure it's in the uh, <laughs> description. And, and uh, obviously 
that stirs some uh, controversy, emotion, or curiosity, you know. So, um, yeah, so I am a member of TST, which is a satanic temple. And again, as we're talking about these things, I'm not a spokesman for anything. I'm independent on, on my own. But uh, I align myself pretty much with the message and the mission of the satanic temple. Wonderful. Thank you for clarifying that you're not mm -hmm. a spokesman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause yeah, you know, just, you know, there's, there's so it's, it's such a newer movement too. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's best to make sure that, um, you know, there's not much of a, of a mixture of misconceptions and everything, you know, you want to hear something from the source from the actual group or something like that. So mm -hmm. it's best to just leave it to them. And then, you know, my expression is just like how I align with them. I, how I mold my day-to-day -day around that ideology, so. Yeah, um, so how do you align with them? Yeah, so I, I've i been a, a long atheist um, mm -hmm. from when I can remember probably high school when you kind of start thinking about those things about your, you know, either spirituality or religion. Um, and for me, it just, for me, it just clicked. Um, I was an atheist. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started exploring some, some things I did. I did practice at, uh, Catholicism with my parents, you know, since little all the way to, wow. I decided to leave the church. I uh, went to Sunday school. Um, you know, I had a pretty good exposure to uh, a religious background, especially with being Hispanic. Um, that's a big, big thing for our culture. But um, so, yeah, once I started to really cling on to this identity and it's like i said it's something that i felt um you know there isn't much community for atheists um yeah and i think psychologically everybody wants to be part of a, a collective right um so you know down the line um i knew about the satanic bible which is more of the church of satan we talk about that later um and you know it, it the intent um, I like the intent where, you know, empower yourself, but just the execution, certain things, I didn't align with it. I just mm. thought it was pretty cool. Um, but then a couple of years later, when uh, TST started to appear in the news, um, uh, I believe uh, one of the first things I saw was that we were trying to erect the Statue of Baphomet with, uh, with the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And so, you know, that, that sparked some interest. And then I saw it grow. Mm -hmm. and um starting seeing the chapters pop here and there and then I decided that you know with the tenets that they uh they uh they give I mean I, I felt like everything that I already believed in and but it's yeah. in a more compassionate community and I love the fact that with the ritual it's more of a meditation mm -hmm. um so you know they we we try to separate ourselves from the uh, supernatural you know and things like that so i thought them taking ritual and using it as meditation and a community kind of meditation as well you know because yeah, yeah it, it feels good to be part of something and be doing something together um i really enjoyed that and i thought that is something that i guess i've been missing and it's you know as you learn religion is just not prayer you know, it's not just one God, multiple gods. It could be, you know, it could be anything. So mm -hmm. I started to being open to the idea of uh, religion. And that's how I got into TST. And now kind of spreading it with my knowledge. And yeah, and people have been really nice about it. And I'm glad. Yeah, I love that you said you started to realize that religion can be anything. Mm -hmm. I think that's so special. And I think when I think about religion, I think about like one or two. Yeah. So I think no, it's normally, yeah, normally it's like the Abrahamic uh, religions that people notice or, you know, yeah. because, you know, they're so big, but yeah. 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 yeah you mentioned, um, I already forgot his name, darn it. Um, the statue that they were trying to erect with the Ten Commandments. Baphomet. Yes. Baphomet. Mm -hmm. And I know a large part of that was trying to bring real religious freedom when we say that we're based on religious freedom, but we're maybe not so much. Um, can you talk about the, the push for religious freedom at all? Yeah, 
Uh, the way I see it is uh, I 100% I agree with uh, TSC and, you know, having religious inclusivity, everybody being equal, um, no religion being the dominant one. Um, so when they, when they, you know, erected the, wanted to erect the statue, it was more of a, hey, if we're going to do the Ten Commandments and you want to establish it as a dominant uh, Christian state, city, whatever, I forgot what it was, um, then, you know, we should include everybody else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole issue of making sure that all religions are seen the same um, I think also I agree with a lot because growing up, I was um, fortunate enough that my parents, you know, gave me encyclopedias, chemistry sets. So I wasn't just learning about um, Catholicism. I was learning about other religions as well. You know, just little snippets here from that encyclopedia or, you know, a book. And um, knowing that there are many religions and for the most part, every religious intent is to be a good person, right? To be your better self. And so, you know, I started to learn as you got older, like, you know, man is fallible. We make mistakes. We are influenced by power. So it's not much of a religious issue anymore. It's, it's more of a, you know, how that religion carries itself out and uh, ha having accountability. But, um, yeah, so I started to learn that religion is, you know, not a bad thing, that, you know, every religion will have its good. Um, everybody, everybody's free to practice whatever religion they want. It's, I mean, it's the United States. And um, yeah, um, like I said, uh, I just, I just felt that I learned something that, you know, religion is going to be here. It's part of us and um, everybody should have the same right. Mm, yeah, thank you. And I know you you briefly mentioned the tenants, and I know that accountability and mm -hmm. compassion are both woven into the tenants. But do you mm -hmm. mind maybe going over those? Yeah, um, yeah. If you want, we can go through every single one of them here real quick. Um, not just have them here, just for reference. But the uh, the first fundamental tenet of the Satanic Temple is uh, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. And so, you know, on its surface level, you know, something really good. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you can apply it to, every, to everything. Um, let's yeah. see. And then number two is the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institu institutions. Mm. Yeah. Let's see. And then. Three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's will only. Mm, I love that one. Yeah. And I love the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the campaigns that they're doing with uh, body autonomy, anti-abortion yeah. laws and things like that. So I do too. I think when you go to their website, that's one of the first things that you can mm -hmm. see is a picture of a woman holding up a sign. Um, something about her her body and her choice forgot exactly mm -hmm. what it says but that's something that really drew me to it at first yeah um and then let's see number four the freedoms of others should be respected including the freedom to offend to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forgo one's own mm. yeah. and uh this is i think in within our groups um this is the more i don't want to say controversial one but more of a, what does that really mean? Like, what, what, um, what would you want to include the freedom to offend? And it's kind of the, those, uh, um, those discussions that spark different, you know, ways of looking at the tenants. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, this is one that we discuss a lot um, within our groups. Yeah, I think that's actually, that's the part that really drew me to that tenant was the, the right to offend. I think that's really interesting. I feel like we're like, yeah, we have a right to speech, but like only if I like it, <laughs> only right. if I like what other people say. <laughs> and for me, I think the, uh, and you know, I, I keep breaking it down, but for me, it's like, um, like showing you that there's going to be a consequence. Um, so if you want to have the right to offend, you're going to have a consequence. Mm. 
Um, mm. it, like if you want to encroach on somebody's, uh, um, uh, you know, rights or uh, freedoms or whatever, yeah, there's going to be a, a repercussion to it. And um, and I think the the right to offend. I mean, just as Satanists, that's going to offend people. Um, right. So it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you have the right to be yourself, even if it offends somebody else. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, it could be, yeah, it could be interpreted that way too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the fifth tenet is a uh, belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care uh, never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Mm. And and then with uh, everything going on today and the whole COVID and everything, I, yeah. that that is a very relevant one. Very relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. And then uh, the sixth tenet is uh, people are fallible. If one makes mis- one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm they may um, have caused. That's cool. Let's see number and then seventh and final tenet is every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought the spirit of compassion wisdom and and justice justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word i love this one because you know as you can see with certain religions you know as time progresses society you know moves in a certain direction we learn new things uh, sometimes our religious or spirituality, I don't think spirituality, but maybe religious uh, background sometimes may not conform or work with our current problems. So with this tenet, it's a good reminder that, you know, we should look at, we should be in the present moment to look at what we're doing and, uh, you know, adjust. You still have the good, the same intentions, right? Your intention of being a good person. Um, but you just have different obstacles and you know yeah. things around you, so you should m- try to mold that religion back to to you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And you mentioned um, how you incorporate the tenants day to day, kind of in the beginning when we started talking. So how do you how do you mold those? Not mold them, but bring in those philosophies and those ways of life. Yeah. Into your- yeah. So um, the, the, the one thing that when I looked at TST and I start reading these uh, tenets, um, I already have been practicing Stoic philosophy, reading about it. Um, and at that time, obviously, it was a, just a skin deep type uh, understanding of Stoic philosophy. But um, once I started to, like I said, looking at these tenets, and let's just go for example, the one should strive to act for, uh, with compassion and empathy towards, towards all, all creatures in accordance with reason. I mean, surface level is, you know, be good to everybody, um, you know, but don't let them do you harm, right, kind of thing. Yeah. But um, like when I look at that, I wanted to look at that a bit more deeper instead of just reading them for their face value. Um, so in stoicism, there's a, there's a lot of... Um, themes of a community, um, empathy, compassion, being there for your fellow human, because that's what you're all here for. We're, we're all here to work for one thing and this work with nature, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, some of the quotes that I that just pop up and just that shows me this tenet is like uh, Marcus Aurelius and Meditations. And this is one of my favorite quotes is uh, uh, we ought to do good to others as simply as a horse runs or a bee makes honey or a mm-hmm. vine bears grapes season after season without thinking of, of the grapes it has borne. And that's Marcus Aurelius meditations. So, um, so yeah. Um, so when, you know, you having compassion for everyone is that understanding that, you know, somebody makes you upset or somebody's annoying you or anything, or, you know, or you start seeing somebody as an enemy, you have to remember that at the end of the day, we're all here for each other. You have to give somebody you don't agree with either politically, lifestyle or whatever. Um, you have to give compassion um, in a way of self-reflecting and knowing and being aware of your surroundings, essentially. Mm-hmm. So so, so for me, and like you were asking, sto- the, the stoic philosophy that I practice, 
um, I see these tenets as principles to live uh, to live by, and I agree with them, all of them. And then Stoic philosophy is more of the device that allows, allows me to um, carry them out in my day to day. So mm -hmm. I think about certain things, and again, with uh, you know, again, this um, this is just another tool that I use. So the more tools I have to know and react um, uh, uh, to the world around me, um, yeah. you know, uh, these tools come up as like they're, they're they come up more frequently, where you get reminders like, okay, yeah, he's he's only a person. I understand I shouldn't be angry at the person. Um, you know, it kind of brings you back a little bit instead of just stuck in your emotions at that time and react. So. Yeah, definitely. That's something I have a hard time with, especially when I really disagree with people. And I'll find myself having judgment that they're judgmental. And then I have to mm -hmm. be like, okay, <laughs> wow, <laughs> Sam, that's pretty judgmental of you. Um, so I really like that you, you mentioned when you think that someone's the enemy, you, you take a step back and you approach them with compassion and you use a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. So was that difficult to start to practice at all? Um, yeah, and uh, I, I think I think anything like this, when you have to step back, um, is when you're gonna gonna see some growth. <laughs> I put it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I I went to the Marine Corps. I was 17. Um, obviously, when you're you're in the Marines and or just a military, more male-driven uh, environment, you start to develop, you know. Uh, or maybe unhealthier type of self-confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so, you know, you start just reacting to your environment. You kind of, yeah. and, you know, it's, I'm not saying it's fault of the military or anything on your brainwashing, but like, you just get, you know, you, you're, you're new, you have this uh, newer like body. If, you know, you know, you're going in skinny or overweight or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And you have this confidence, but there's no like philosophical way of putting that uh, in a, you know, putting that confidence in a, in a healthier way. So, so when I got out of the military and um, I was on my own essentially, and then there, obviously there's no brotherhood anymore. You know, you know that they're in different states yeah. and things like that. So now that's when you start thinking of all the um, emptiness or feelings that you, you've never explored in yourself anything deeper yeah. and so yeah and you know sometimes that's kind of hard and it's like so what am what am I doing or what am I supposed to do here in this earth or you know the mm -hmm. city or you know um, yeah. um, and uh, you know you start thinking about those things um, especially when you're an atheist because you don't you don't you don't want to reach out to something supernatural to ask or advice or something like that so yeah. um it did you know it did start to feel uncomfortable but i think um that's when you have to take action on your own to start exploring what that is and um you know that feeling at that time when i got out the marine corps now mm -hmm. today i know that you know it was a it was a, almost like I'm starting to manifestation of some depression and anxieties and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, that's when I picked up stoicism right after the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. um, started reading some books and like the first layer of stoicism was, was more what I caught, which was um, not reacting to emotions a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Thinking of things very rationally. Um, so I think that was the surface type lessons I first got into it. And, um, yeah, like I said, once learning that, you know, before I didn't have a structure, I didn't have like my own philosophy and it was an atheist, but, yeah. but now, now you have these things that you have to remind yourself to be a better person. It, it, it can be hard, especially, you know, just somebody who doesn't never had that structure and now is trying to implement it. You know, there's, there's a uh, starting overs and you know, we'll do better the next day, but, uh, but I'm just glad that, you know, I kept with it and I'm to the point where I'm right now and I can reflect and um, learn from those lessons when I was younger. Yeah. And I was reflecting when you were saying that, um, 
when you're an atheist, you lack some of that structure, that community that may come more easily when you have a religious organization. Right. Um, and then I was thinking about um, how you were integrating that philosophy to try and just make yourself a better person, essentially. And I think mm -hmm. that's really special because a lot of people, not in a judgmental way, but mm -hmm. want to be better people because of this higher power or like right. supreme nature. But you just want to be, a, and not just you, but you're saying mm -hmm. you wanted to be a good person for you and how the way that you showed up in the world for you. And I think that is really cool. Right. And uh, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, when, when you're an atheist, that's, a, that's the biggest thing is like, how do you know you're a good person? Like if you don't have the Bible or, you know, and you know who normally asks that question. But yeah, um, but yeah it, it was like, you can't explain it in a rational way to someone who gives you that answer. It's like, um, and the answer is as simply as because I want to. It just wants you, but some people don't take that as like, yeah. well, I don't believe you. You know, you you, you got to have something. You got to have a Bible, and <laughs> no, it's really that simple. Um, so yeah. Um, Can you kind of switch gears and talk about maybe the misconceptions of modern Satanism as it aligns to the temple? Uh, yeah. So I think um, just like right off the bat, the and just the broad terms. Um, Satanist, obviously, you know, there's going to be a misconception. Uh, I like to separate, uh, you know, two types of um, Satanists. It'd be like the actual devil worship people, normally cults. Um, mm. You know, it's a very small percentage. And I think because of the news and just like the satanic panic and things like that, things in our culture or, you know, movies, you know, when you hear satanic, you already assume the 1% that gets represented, right? So I think that right off the bat kind of gives a misconception of what we are. But um, also, another misconception is that, you know, we're here to do the opposite of uh, God's work, which yeah. is, <laughs> yeah, because again, they know Satan to be the adversary to God, the challenger, but um, it's more than that. It's a uh, you know that this you know, folk, uh, folklore goes that he you know he tried to take over heaven he fell you know from grace and all that so yeah it was for us is more of a you know um equality for all just of uh, as all the movements are happening you know blm um you know you know even going back like me too and things like that just making sure that everyone's heard everybody's equal um that's the main thing that we're we're trying to spread is that hey you know it, it's almost showing like a mirror to every other religion um to so mm -hmm. if they're you know actually practicing what they're preaching um so if yeah so um yeah <laughs> yeah thank you um that made me think too i identify as someone who's a witch and mm -hmm. when people hear that they're like <laughs> You know, they think of the movies where there's like a witch and there's like cursing. Right. There's like words everywhere. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And yeah, I, I totally, yeah, I, I totally understand that. But uh, no, I, I think once we start, you know, doing these things, um, like I said, having our little chapters, congregations and doing things for the community and people are open enough to listen and hear us out or, you know, just, just be curious of what, what we actually believe in. I think uh, more, more and more people will understand it and like those misconceptions slowly go away, but it's going to take some time. I mean, we have all like the word Satan and hell and all that has a long history. So, yeah, so that's not good. But yeah. it also, it's one of those things that um, gives you like a beacon. So people notice you when they hear the word Satan. Or yeah, that's so sparks. true. Yeah, and normally, like I said, people who, uh, at least in my experience, people who don't know what it is, um, respond very, in a very curious manner. I haven't had a, a negative uh, thing happen, um, just because I'm a Satanist or anything, from uh, someone who was religious. Um, wow. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I think slowly, like, it just, 
those who are scared obviously are not going to approach you those who are curious might just ask and yeah. normally those who are curious are really really nice so Are you ready to dive deep into your desires, your thoughts, and your fears? Do you want to heal the body while also healing the mind? Are you tired of being seen as symptoms rather than a whole person? If this sounds like you, join me in holistic health coaching. I use a blend of the seen and the unseen, the scientific and the spiritual, the practical with the mystical to help you find healing. Through my work, I blend my practical knowledge and experience in mental health and addiction counseling, assessments, and health coaching with spirituality, ritual, embodiment, and going within. I am not a healer, but rather I am the catalyst that will help you ground and access your innate wisdom as we embark on your healing journey together. A coaching session with me may incorporate embodiment techniques, guided meditation, listening and learning from each other, meeting inner archetypes, assessing attachment styles, utilizing mindfulness, assessing health and lifestyle, incorporating mental health tools, and much more. Go to empoweredspirituality.online to claim your free consultation today. Instagram, this Catholic lady, um, she just said, hey, can I pray for you? And I was like, uh, I don't need it, but I, uh, thanks for asking. And she was really, really nice about it. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I, uh, we went back and forth and, oh, I like, I like your Stoic philosophy stuff and how you put it with the, the Satanism. Like, I think that's pretty cool. And then, you know, it just ended up talking about like basic Stoic stuff and it was really nice and she's like well thank you for you know being nice to me and I was like well thank you for you know being nice to me and mm -hmm. that was it that is so cool yeah. I love that you said yeah. oh, I sure but I don't really need it <laughs> I think that's yeah <laughs> yeah I think I think once like I think all are most atheists um when you grow up like you, you're a little bit abrasive uh with your atheism and uh, you want to call out, call out, you know, somebody who's religious or, you know, something that's hypocritical, but, you know, when you, when you learn and you go through different experience and journey, then you start to learn that, um, no, you don't, that's not the right way to practice your atheism. Yeah, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, I want to say multiple things about what you just said, um, but you mentioned it a little bit before about the work that you or the temple or you or both does in the mm -hmm. community. And that was something mm -hmm. that really struck me when I was looking at the website and doing my research on how mm -hmm. much of it is really community, not just community oriented, but also so much service and giving back to the community as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, a lot of a lot of other religions do the same thing. Right. Um, but I think um, just another reason why, you know, try to break away from those uh, misconceptions is like doing things you know, outside in the community. Uh, let them know that, you know, people, everyday people, engineers, uh, writers, artists, anything can be a Satanist. Um, and because we're just thinking, or we believe in just compassion and community. And so, you know, just doing these different projects, um, especially with the, with the bigger ones, um, or not bigger ones, but more of the issues like uh, abortion or um, doing um, uh, food drives or or anything like that you know I think there was also like a <laughs> we call it a menstruating for Satan um, where they collected uh, just hygienic products for homeless women and things like that to give out and things like that because you know just just basic needs just basic mm -hmm. human rights um, so you know and then with those like names for the projects you know people are get curious and or they get appalled or you know they get interested it's like oh like, what are you guys doing it's kind of pretty funny and then you know we're actually doing a noble cause and yeah. 
yeah, um, I think those things help. And uh, like I said, more and more people are just, I don't want to say joining or anything, but just seeing us as like, hey, yeah, we want to do good. Um, this is what, to me, modern Satanism looks like is, uh, is to where, uh, you know, we're trying to practice with everyone where we're trying to include everyone. So, you know, if we're doing a, an event or anything, like, obviously we're not there bash other other religions or anything like that. It's like, hey, we want to do the same thing that you're doing and mm. like, help everybody else kind of thing. Wow, that is so, so I really cool. I really like those those campaigns that they do. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned too um, the process of so your parents it, it sounds like they were supportive of you learning about things outside of Catholicism as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the process of figuring out that you yourself was an atheist or were an atheist? Uh, the process, uh, I think, um, so I do, just do remember going to church, right, and going to the mass, hearing the sermon, being, to me, being boring and things like that as a kid. Um, um, I thought the messages were, were really good. Like, I understood where they were coming from, but mm-hmm. as I got older, um, just the, the, and I, like I said, I call it the supernatural, the, the magic that they... Uh, believe in um, didn't start to add up to me like I said it was just it was black and white it doesn't make sense to me um, and I think just because of my uh, just my background of being like nerdy and like liking science and doing experiments on my own and stuff like that uh, I think that's why I got that question like that early questioning of my my religion and yeah. around like I want to say maybe 12-ish or 14 that's when I actually decided to, you know what, this is not what I want, because I was going to baptism, you know, get, go through the communion, then confirmation, mm, and so, yeah. you know, after doing all those things, it kind of, I kind of felt at the point that, you know, I don't want to pretend I'm this religion, mm. like, I don't want to fake it, it feels wrong to just go through the motions just because you're mom and dad, so, you know, I, I let them know, and um they were very supportive, obviously, at first concerned because we come from a Hispanic background and that's one of the, oh, no, (laughs) (laughs) he's an atheist. But, um, but my parents, like I said, they welcomed it, welcomed it and just, just a little um, disappointed. But uh, they just saw my actions and how I, you know, behave myself and carried out myself. And they're like, okay, well, you know, he's doing it for a good reason, not because, you know, I'm going to be a bad person and, tell all the catholics they're bad or something but, uh, <laughs> right um yeah so it was natural. it was yeah for me it was a very natural and i know some um you know not everybody has a like a good experience coming out to their parents or mm-hmm. or even um if they're really into the religion and then they become ex-evangelical like i can't i can't imagine like going through the, that transition that's mental stress um, but, um, but yeah, um, I'm grateful and just, like I said, grateful that I have parents that, you know, kind of pushed me to do, go find whatever I wanted essentially, but yeah. were there to catch me if, uh, you know, yeah. something you know, yeah. wrong way. That is so nice. You're so lucky in that way. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you said you really liked the messages that you were receiving, but the mm-hmm. super, like, they started to not really align or the supernatural part didn't really align. Right. Is that where the stoicism really came in for you? No, I th- the stoicism came uh, right after the Marine Corps. Um, oh. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the, the stoicism, I, I knew just a little bit about it in like high school. Um, but the, uh, no, it's just like when you're a kid, for me, it was like, oh, there's, how can there be a man in the sky and um, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and how does he turn water into wine? Didn't even make sense or, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the stoicism came after the Marine Corps when, you know, I left the Marine Corps, left that confidence, left that stubbornness. And I was by myself mm-hmm. and, you know, started reflecting of, hey, what, what do I need to do? Um, what is my role in this world? Um, and I think, like I mentioned earlier, when you're an atheist, obviously there's no, there's no communion or something to fall back to reassure you. Mm, um, yeah. So, so I think that's where I started to pick up, like, oh, okay, like I don't have to be moral by 
mm. reading a Bible. Like the Stoics say that we naturally want to be um, a good to others because, you know, mm. by yourself, you can survive in a community where we'll, we'll thrive kind of mentality. So, yeah. so yeah, and it's, and it, this predates Christianity, I believe. Um, yeah, I, Stoicism, I think, does uh, predate Christianity and obviously, you know, morality didn't come from Christianity. Just, right. <laughs> so, so I think this, this felt like it was right up my alley right before Christianity, they talk about nature and how we work with nature and to go against it is unnatural. And that's why bad things happen or, you know, things like that, kind of like that karma almost. Wow. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean to work with nature? Uh, To work with nature, it's, it's the same, like you're doing your, your part, uh, you're doing your part in the community. You're doing your part to have Mm -hmm. compassion for your neighbor. You're doing your part by reaching out to a neighbor um because sometimes we're just um like i said um just comfortable with our surroundings and sometimes we don't see uh there's needing help um so awareness of having that um to see and find uh, people to help um and uh just being in that and also like being in the moment is being with nature as well um so and uh, yeah, like the Stoics, what they called that, the the rational, the principle which the whole universe works by, uh, just this one rational pr- principle, they call that the logos. Um, and uh, let's see. Um, and yeah, and so if you go against the logos, the, the just the way of nature, your natural way is to be good. So if you go against nature, Obviously, you're going to be only hurting yourself. So, you know, if you, you know, if you want to be a bad person, obviously bad things are going to happen to you. Yes, you hurt another person, but like at the end of the day, you hurt your soul. And so you're hurting yourself that you're going against what is nature. And so I I do believe that. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of like how um, I like the fact that stoic uses more of the natural the how some people can describe as the scientific the scientific Mm -hmm. rational world so but just in a more beautiful uh way instead of oh the more the rational world no it's the just nature Mm -hmm. just the logos sounds a bit more beautiful yeah that is beautiful and the the woman who was reaching out to you on instagram she was saying that she likes how you combine stoicism with um the do you call yourself mm-hmm. a Satanist? I know you said that there's um, like some people maybe practice it in a way that you don't align with or so. Oh, oh, like, yeah, normally if like, if I know that somebody um, or a group worships Satan, I mean, I would just call them like devil worshipers, like they're actually worshiping. Satanists on the other hand, yeah, Satanists on the other hand, I, that is, I would say the more the best term to describe somebody who believes in the satanic religion and most likely atheist gotcha okay yeah 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 that's i think that's what i was trying to say yeah um so yes how do you combine stoicism with satanism yeah so i saw the tenets um a lot of compassion a lot about about yourself and your will um and so in stoic philosophy um, there, like I said, like I was explaining the natural way of things. You're here to do things for your, one another. And so, you know, I like to, like on my Instagram, I like to kind of give a, like a thought of what it is that um, I'm thinking about that day. Like, let's say like self and like, I want some motivation or something like that. Right. Um, I can look into the Stoics. What I would do is grab like, a, like a, um, a quote, sorry, a quote of them. And then depending on what they, what they say about the quote, um, I can tie it to a tenant because uh, they, they're very uh, similar. So let's see. Um, so um, like, like, like example of the third tenant is one body is uh, inviolable subject to one's will only. Uh, obviously that uh, face value, it's, I agree with it, 
but what does that mean to me deeper? So in Stoic philosophy, um, you know, when we talk, talk about like only focusing what is in the internal versus the external things out of your control, um, then in that point, you can focus on yourself and the will um, that only you, let's say if you have, um, like for me, when I was in the Marine Corps and things like that, if I feel like I have these mental health issues. It's only me that's going to get me out of my, my situation. Or, you know, I don't feel well about my body. Or, you know, oh man, I, I think I need to lose some weight. Or, you know, whatever, whatever you have, you know, you start um, separating the externals and start focusing on what you can do to get to what you want. And so, you know, yeah, I'm going to put in the time to go to the gym. Um, you know, I'll remind myself every day that, you know, I have to eat a certain way. And so when I read, read the tenet, um, the second part is my body is subject to my will. Mm. So, and that's how I kind of, kind of use a stoic to read these tenets in a more deeper way. Mm. And so, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, and again, another the the main one that people get is obviously from body autonomy, like uh, like to to um, for the fight for uh, you know a choice. So, like I said, if somebody wants to have an abortion, you know that that third tenant allows you to have that because it's you know it's your body; it's subject to you what you want. Um, but you know, for me and stoic philosophy how it applies to me i think we can also include the will like the internal and the external and so not just look at to what other externals can affect your body but how can you focus on your your body and mind that's cool and, and that reminds me of um my favorite prayer which i use more as an affirmation is the mm -hmm. serenity prayer so it's Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I feel like what you're saying really reminds me of that prayer or affirmation. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, and uh, I think, T yeah, TST also has a, uh, what they call the uh, sober faction. So it's a, it's a, uh, a program that, I, you know, I, some people may know that the 12 step program uh, involves a lot of uh, Christian, Christian values and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody aligns with those things. So the sober faction gives a chance to somebody if they're going through an addiction or, you know, or, you know, already in recovery, um, some kind of seven rituals in which, you know, they're read just as like you were saying, like, like you were saying with that information and also how stoic, stoic see, um the world that you know you saw something in yourself and you go ahead and prove it and yeah i will not focus on the externals and only the internal like, like you were saying yeah and uh yeah, so yeah cool. I, I totally yeah i totally forgot about the silver faction because there are seven satanic rituals for a silver faction uh reads just like stoic philosophy and just like that affirmation you were you're saying that is so cool. And that was always yeah. the thing that I struggled with, with 12-step programs. And they say, yeah. um, they usually say God of your own understanding, but it's pretty mm -hmm. heavy on the God and pretty heavy on God as a him and a he. I never really yeah. liked it so much for myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad TST is doing that because uh, again, you don't have to be a Satanist to be part of it. You can you know, do it on your own, read it. It's kind of like your own thing. And yeah. And yeah. Satanists are not the people that are like, oh yeah, you should join because of this or because we have that. Yeah. That is this so is what cool. we call what we are. And yeah. you jump in, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. And I'm actually curious. You mentioned that you do things on Instagram and TikTok. And so I'm curious what um what inspired you to do that and to get on social media. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh so I joined a group called uh, Satanic Delco. Uh, and if, and um, they're a congregation, it's just an independent congregation. Mm. And uh, we do uh, Zoom meetings every Monday. So, you know, we talk about certain things. And, uh, and so I just mentioned, mentioned that uh, I, I like stoic philosophy. You know, I just introduced myself as a new member. I like stoic philosophy. I'm a practitioner. And uh, a lot of people were pretty, like, just curious about it, what, it, what that was. And so... 
at that time I wanted I, I wanted to do more journaling for myself yeah and uh, I love journaling that's I try to do it every day but um so when I would write something like personal obviously in my journal and you know I was like well like let okay let's use some satanic um philosophy and some stoic philosophy together and see what I can learn from this uh, yeah. my uh, my journal here my my day and then you know I was like oh okay I can I, I can see the the message and then what I did is just take many personal or views that I have on my journal and just put them on Instagram as a more of a general uh yeah. topic or lesson and um and uh, I started just to do that and then um, I just mentioned it to the group and it started to grow just a little bit. And I think, you, I think you were maybe like the fifth or seventh follower um, that saw it. And uh, now I'm at 400, which I'm like, like just astounded. But um, yeah, yeah, it started me just putting my general like lessons through stoicism and Satanism and just put them in general terms. And then I mentioned it in my group and kind of just took off a little bit wow that's so cool and can you remind us again of your handle are you using it yes it's a uh, satanic stoic philosophy and that's both on tiktok um not very active on tiktok because i still don't know what i want to do there but in ig uh and instagram um, you know i try to put uh, as many thoughts out there that i have um and so far like i said very good response from people really nice things that people say from people who are not even satanists just people who are just curious and yeah. um yeah having fun with it and, and been asked to do a book but um i'm just writing some things but but um um i also gotta <laughs> i got like more people in, involved uh doing it with me so it's it's mm -hmm. taken off on it's like on its own it's just a new thing you know, merging the Stoic philosophy with the, the Satanism, because, um, like, yeah, just me personally, uh, and just, like, the way that I think about things, like, uh, even our politics, I wish our politics had more philosophy, more compassion, yeah. empathy, things like that, um, so I think if, you know, we incorporate uh, uh, philosophy to Satanism, Satanism, you know, we can we can grow we, for ourselves, grow for ourselves, and then in turn, everybody else on the outside who is not a Satanist can see that, you know, we're doing good for just doing good. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, and the last question I want to ask you before I go into the mm -hmm. last four that I ask everyone. Yeah. Um, in the very beginning, you mentioned um, you don't align with the Church of Satan. You said there's some differences. But when you picked up the Bible, there was something empowering about it. Is that what you said? Um, yeah, it's just the the whole about, um, I, I think when you, like the main message is to um, whatever is that you feel, you know, either you want a certain pleasure or you, you're feeling certain anger, vengeance, like it's like act on it. And, it, you know, on the surface level of it, it's like, um, it sounds like, yeah, get in tune with your emotion or something like that and that gives you a little bit of self-empowering like like yeah I should I should be able to um you know indulge or I should be able to not turn the other cheek kind of thing because those, those are common principles that they have and again I'm not a spokesman for them it's just the things that I learned initially and you know still learning um but um that is empowering empowering to yourself but a you know, to just me, it just lacks a little bit of philosophy onto the world and yeah. how you work with everything else around you. Um, so that kind of what pushed me away from that a little bit. Please. Mm, gotcha. It was a little more individualistic than communal. Mm. And I, th I think that's that's a good way to to look at, um, at least how I look at TST and uh, COS. This one's more individualistic, one's more communal. Um, yeah. Again, it, very subject to their opinion but um just through the action i guess that's how i see it yeah that makes sense thank you um and i love that you said that that was empowering to think about kind of claiming your own desires or your own thoughts or your own feelings 
yeah but uh but yeah you just need that temperance as well but where stoic philosophy comes comes in and you you practice the four virtues which is uh the uh having wisdom temperance uh courage and um and um <laughs> drawing a blank um justice wisdom courage and temperance there you go yeah thank you yeah okay. so well i'll, I'll go ahead ones. and ask you the last four questions that i ask everyone um mm -hmm. the first being what would you tell your younger self knowing all that you know today you know um i think i would tell myself that um That, that's kind of like a hard one, but I think I would say to my younger self, the one phrase that we use as, as Stoics is amor fati, which is love of fate. Mm -hmm. And then be like, uh, like show, show myself that and tell myself that I know it feels quiet and lonely right now, but you're going to love the person that you're going to be when you grow up because of everything that's going to happen to you in the future. And that idea of Amor Vati, that is to appreciate everything that comes to you, mm -hmm. love it, learn from it, because mm -hmm. at the end, you'll, you'll learn different things. Wow. Thank you. And what do you hope to learn from your future self? Um, from my future self? That is a good question. That I haven't. But I, I think... Um, I guess I want to see how my my philosophy held up. Mm. Let me learn, and if uh, you know it, it solidified, did it solidify as I got older? Like, what did I change, or what are my views now? But um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But that'd be um, that'd be cool to know. Yeah, and how do you connect with your higher self, whatever that means to you? Higher self, um. To me, it's close to the word, uh, like your spiritual self. Um, I think in my personal perspective on your higher self, I, I know that like if, you, if you're trying to find your higher self, you go through the cycle and you find higher self and higher self. So it's almost, I mean, could be never ending. But to me, it's more, to me, my higher self is when I'm being spiritual. And when I mean spiritual, to me, the word spiritual is more of a... Uh, combination of like certain characteristics as like my my emotions my virtues my intent and my reflections like those things together is what I call spirituality oh, it's cool. like the what what is my soul and my soul is made of like emotions and virtues and you know you know things so so I think when you when you do self-reflection or you're looking into your spirituality that's when you're at your highest self essentially you know cleaning yourself up or you know looking at reorganizing thoughts and yeah i love that thank you and the last question is what does empowered spirituality mean to you oh empowered so i think empowered is maybe uh when i go ahead and start analyzing all these things and how my emotions and my virtues and actions all together um like how they work together um and actually learning a lesson when you start learning about yourself i think that's what i would call empowered spirituality is when you start like learning something and then you implement it and then it actually works and then you know you empowered yourself to become a better person yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And is there oh, anything that we missed that you'd like to touch on before we go? Um, no, I think I think that's it. Um, oh, uh, I am doing a a donation kind of fundraiser on my Instagram page. It's uh, for the American uh, Suicide Prevention Program. Uh, it's the So Satanic Dalco is also doing it, so I'm part of their team. And we're just trying to raise money for a walk they're going to be doing. Hopefully I can attend because I'm in the Midwest. Um, and uh, yeah, just raising money for uh, suicide, suicide awareness and things like that. So, 
And I think that's a very noble cause. I do too. And can mm -hmm. I put the link to that in the show notes? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you so much. It can be challenging to find a community of supportive people to share in our spiritual journeys with. We all need support and love no matter where we are on our personal journeys. So I am excited to announce that I have created the space for just that. In the Empowered Spirituality community, you will receive a weekly video lesson, weekly journaling prompts, access to an additional guided meditation every week, monthly group meetings and teachings via Zoom, and access to a loving and supportive online community. Additionally, all members will receive 20% off of all of their coaching sessions. You can follow the link in the show notes for this community offer or visit patreon.com slash empowered spirituality. This episode is brought to us by Rare Birds Medicine. Beginning on Monday, September 6th, Heather from Rare Birds Medicine will be teaching her class, Be the Answer, Shamanic Practices in Modern Times, an eight-week Zoom course to awaken your inner shaman. In this class, you will discover the wisdom that is found in the microcosm or quantum realm, recognize the innate unified singularity of the macrocosm, Uncover the potency and power that stems from mental alchemy techniques and a service focus. Witness the gift of spirit and psychopomp work or communion with what is often referred to as the dead. Review the necessity of earth care and eco-stewardship for the peace of the whole. And see the benefits of shape-shifting and shamanic journeying. This class will close with a group shamanic journey to one of three realms. Contact Heather Feather at 512-620-0222 or heather at rarebirdmedicine.com to register. All this information will be in the show notes as well.